Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much has been a good week here? It is January 30th, 1998. It is. It's going too fast. <laughs> what? What is your problem? You looked like uh you looked like a, a sentient robot coming to life. What the fuck? The theme, the theme was playing, I was talking, and you were just laser beam eyed looking at the desk. Like just completely blank. Wide eyed. And then when I when I spoke and addressed you you blinked and it's like you like your program uploaded <laughs> oh my god you're so mean to me i'm sorry i'm not trying to be mean it's a good thing that this is not a visual medium i guess yeah because then you would all see what a freaky uh tape recording robot i am I don't know why. Why were you like? What were, you, were you lost in thought? Yeah, I was thinking. You know, it happens every once in a while. Oh no, <laughs> it's always a bad sign when she starts thinking. <laughs> yeah, you know. Before you know it, I'll start reading and getting ideas and oh, everything. No. <laughs> oh goodness! I told you, letters are are a man's world. <laughs> Speaking of letters and numbers. Sure. Beverly Hills now 2 and 0. Yeah. Very good. She looked so proud of herself that she identified both letters and numbers together. Shut up. Yep. Beverly Hills now 2 and 0. Uh, that is Beverly Hills Zone Improvement Program Code. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't? No. <laughs> Why? What is Zone Improvement Code? Uh, the Zone Improvement Program, also program. known as oh, zip, ZIP Code. Oh, okay. Well, I guess then it is. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know what ZIP stood for in ZIP Code, did you? No, I don't think most people do. Yeah, well, that's what it stands for. I, I, like, I, I really don't think most people know that. I like acronyms. Probably most people don't know that. I did learn it once, though, in school. I remember being told that. Now they bring it up. <laughs> it was geology class. Geology? Yeah. I don't remember why, but yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about maps in geology. Not geography. Not geography. I know that's what you're thinking. It was just a weird thing in geology it came up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe your professor was dyslexic. <laughs> no. My professor was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he he had a big bottle of acid. <laughs> what? Was your professor Dr. <laughs> Timothy Leary? What the fuck? <laughs> and he had this giant rock and, like... <laughs> of co- of uh, cocaine? 
He would be like, you know, like he would do experiments with like acid and rocks and shit. And he'd be like, okay, get out of the splash zone. I was in the front row, you know, like we had to move back. Or like he'd, like a Gallagher he'd show. Beat, he'd beat the rock with a mallet and like pieces be flying everywhere. <laughs> it was an interesting class. I guess so. <laughs> so anytime he was going to beat the rock, he was like, uh, let me tell you what I hate about the zone improvement program. <laughs> I swear to God, it came up. All right. Well, I believe you. Well, because we were talking about topography. I thought you, I thought you were going to say Topanga for a second. <laughs> no, we were not talking about Boy From Meets Boy World. Boy Meets World. <laughs> topography. Yeah. Anyway. Topographical maps. How did we end up here? I don't know. <laughs> your mom and your dad... <laughs> <laughs> oh god you don't, you don't want to go that far back no. um so 90210 so we watched that today we did <laughs> and um like i want so badly to, to talk about valerie but i feel like that should be the last thing we talk about okay you know. we'll save her save she, valerie the towards best. the end um i liked the shirt she was wearing I'm sure you did. In the club, you know. <laughs> In the club? Wasn't she wearing a... a sparkly like, one. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the other one that showed off her uh, nipples. Well, yeah. I liked that one, too. You like everything she wears. She's hot. She is hot. You can't You can't argue that. She's a lying bitch, but, you know, she's hot. Well, the actress probably isn't. <laughs> No, we're not talking about the actress. We're talking about the character. Anyway, so I guess we can start out with... We, we could start out with Brandon and... What's her name? God damn, I don't remember her name either. I think it's Tracy? I don't know. The anchor woman. Yeah, I think it's Tracy. So, Susan Keats has been thrown onto the pile. Right. So now there's this new girl, and now he's doing uh, you know on-air shit instead of a newspaper. Right. But... <clears throat> She, they're, they're having a big party at the After Dark, mm-hmm. and his business associate, that's Mark, right? His the one business that, associate. The one, isn't that the one that Steve lives with? Yes, it's it's Mark, Mark Reese, and they run the station together. Yeah, business associates. Well, it's for the school. They're not really business. They're not making money off of this. Okay, but it's still like a job. This isn't the movie Broadcast News. Have you never had an unpaid internship? Not all work is about no. money. No, I have Oh, I have. Never had an unpaid internship. It's no fun. I'm either too old or young for that. <laughs> or a different age. <laughs> Who knows? Um. Anyways, this dude is like, oh, you know, she doesn't have a date to the party at the after oh, dark. by the way, real quick, though. Hmm. They're going through, before they start having this conversation, uh, Brandon, Brandon is going through letters that they've gotten. First, oh, yeah. First, of all, I, first yeah. of all, I don't know why they're getting letters. but Why not? I don't know. It's just weird. We get letters. Why wouldn't they get letters? I wouldn't send a physical letter to a uh, college you know, video news place. They probably just have a little Dropbox. People walk by. It's on campus. Maybe. But email exists. Yeah. Yeah, but not everybody emails everything. I mean, shit, like... Well, no, I would I still own stationery and a pen, a nice pen. I wouldn't email... I know you've got your Mont Blanc fancy mount, fountain pen, but 
Uh, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't like I I'd I wouldn't email like a formal thing, mm-hmm. but something like that I would. But it, it's, it's fan mail. Something about toes, perhaps. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> so he's like uh, slam, which I thought at first I thought he meant they wanted to slam her, like you know. Sex. Um, but he said, he says, slam, uh, positive, slam, positive, positive, positive. This one likes her legs. This one wants to see more of her legs. This one wants to see more of her feet. So suddenly, fucking Quentin Tarantino was writing in. Because it's like, this one wants to see more of her feet. This one wants to lick her feet. This one wants to see her toes. This one wants to clip her toes. And it's like, what the fuck? I feel like that was all the same, dude. It had to have been. It was all from Quentin Tarantino. Other, it's either that or they have a serious problem with feet fetishists right? on the campus of California University. And the psychology department's putting something in the water or something. <laughs> it's very weird. It is weird. I don't. I don't get that. I don't get the the feet love. No, me either. I think feet are kind of gross, honestly. I think feet are a thoroughly unsexual body part. Yes, for sure. Um. So yeah, after they discuss people's obsession with her feet, right? He suggests that Brandon invite her to the after dark. It's a Halloween party. Yes, it's Halloween again on nine hundred two one zero, and. Like, I didn't really get it, but you pointed out that he just wants Brandon out of the way. Yeah, he's I mean, that's what I, that's what I think. Yeah, yes. I mean, that makes sense. Because why else would he give a shit? Right. But and Brandon's like, I don't want to date somebody I'm working with. I tried that with the last one that I had to throw in the, the body pile. In the right. Desert. But, like, I don't know why she said no, because she says later the reason she says no is because she didn't want, like, a pity date or whatever. Yeah, which is what I said. But how would she know that? She Mark said he was having a conversation. Maybe Mark was like, hey, you really want Brandon to ask you, don't you? I'll get him to ask you. Oh, maybe. Maybe he was not very subtle about any of this. Well, he's an idiot. Well, apparently he's the perfect mixture of Brandon <laughs> and Dylan, which you totally called. I did, yeah, because for some reason now, who does this? Okay, I mean, I guess it's not that weird. Like, honestly, I had a guy print out at home like over a hundred pages of a like Wiccan or pagan uh book because he wanted me to understand him better. So I guess it's not that weird to bring somebody to what already the printed books. What was this? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll tell you later. But <laughs> I did have, uh, you know, like, and I did have somebody else one time give me a book, too. So it's not that weird. But to bring two, I think, is weird. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. <laughs> two books. He's like, this This represents my... That's my feeling of 102 Dalmatians. It's like uh, uh, 101 Dalmatians. It's a lot of Dalmatians, right? Let me, let me, let me, I'm going to blow your mind. How about one more Dalmatian? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's not raising the stakes for that sequel very much. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's a little odd to be like, here's one side of my personality and here's another side of my personality. Yeah, that's some Sybil shit right there. <laughs> I mean, he is he a Gemini? Because then it's okay. But otherwise, no. Wow. <laughs> He's actually a Pisces. Well, fuck does him. Does that disgust you now? <laughs> yes, there is something terribly wrong here. 
No. So she says that Brandon is a fan of whatever the serious side book was, and I don't remember what some it was. Some political thing or something. And then the other one was something more, I don't know, like, I don't know. Crazy. <laughs> it's Charles Bukowski. Okay. What's that, though? He's an interesting, like, weird writer. Okay. And she's like, oh, I know somebody else who was a fan. And she didn't say who, but it's like, it's obviously Dylan. It's yeah, Dylan and Brandon. this guy is supposed to be like the perfect combination of Dylan and Brandon. Yeah. Which she brings up later. We and don't. She, and she's like, and his penis size is like both of them put together. <laughs> oh, God. We don't see very much interaction between them. No. At all. Except we find out she didn't come home at the end of the night. So it's like, okay, so she's sleeping with him now and we well, didn't see any of it. she claims that she didn't. She claims they drove up the coast and talked until the sun came up. I would have liked to have seen some of their date. I don't understand why we I saw agree. nothing. I like it would have been nice to instead of being told that this guy was the perfect mixture of Dylan and Brandon, right? To see some of it, agreed. yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. Maybe a little even lazy, um, but you know, of course, we would never see anything bad about the writers of Nine Two One Zero. No. no. <laughs> The best in the biz. Right. Um, and then Donna is kind of dating now the fireman that saved her. Ooh, Donna's dating the fireman. <laughs> well, the episode begins with her getting an award. Yeah. The heroes of the California brush fire or whatever. It's weird. And she's getting, a, she's getting an award for saving a baby deer. <clears throat> like, it's a deer, dude. Yeah. It was dumb. I don't I don't understand. And Donna's dad's there and he's like, Oh, we couldn't afford your mom. I mean your mom's in Houston. He's like, Oh, I'm so proud of you and I'm like, Well, I wouldn't be proud if she was my daughter. I would kick her ass for being so stupid. Right. She's always been so brave. It wasn't brave, it was fucking stupid. Yeah, but that's she what almost says. died to save a deer. Yeah. Like a baby deer is have you ever had meal? You know? Like, come on, not worth it. <laughs> Not veal. Shit. No, yeah, I was medicine. Gonna, medicine. Say, you, you understand? That? Oh, man. You, you you corrected it too fast. But there were so many. It was like there were so many jokes choking my brain. I oh, couldn't no. get out. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry that I was too smart for you. Yep. That's how I would describe it, too. <laughs> Always. Come on now. Um, but yeah, so they give her an award for saving the deer. Yeah, for saving veal for for another person. <laughs> because that deer will raise a baby cow. <laughs> exactly. Is veal baby cow? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought it was baby lamb. No. <laughs> You're sure? You can keep looking at me like that. It's not. Okay, okay. It's a baby cow. Hmm. That doesn't sound as special. <laughs> what? You think it's more special if it was a baby lamb? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? You think a baby lamb's cuter or something like that? Well, we already eat a lot of beef. We don't eat a lot of lamb. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Here in Ireland, we eat a lot of sheep, lamb, or whatever. A bait. Okay. I don't, I don't even know where the fuck to go with this. We don't eat a lot of baby 
anything. That's true. That's true. And we shouldn't because that's immoral, which is why I don't eat veal. Yep. Just baby back ribs. <laughs> Not even baby back ribs. Okay. <laughs> okay. Those come from baby chickens. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> I am, but I'm willing to bet a substantial amount of money that you can't tell me what animal it comes from. Cow. Nope. Pig. Okay, so you got it on the second try. <laughs> See? I got it. Not as cow. Oh. Fuck you! <laughs> the look of betrayal on your face. You're so mean. I told you at the beginning of the episode, and I'm telling you again, you are mean to me. Okay. Not nice. Understood. Anyway. <laughs> let's continue with 90210. So, Donna... Is like falling all over herself to uh, flirt with this fireman. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Chuck Yeager, or whatever his name is. And I mean, yeah, he's cute or whatever, but. But it's not Chuck Yeager, right? It can't be. I, I don't know. It's got to be something else, Yeager. Cliff Yeager. That's what it is, Cliff Yeager. Cliff, yeah. Chuck Yeager was a fucking uh, pilot. <laughs> he, he broke the sound barrier. Is it really Jaeger, like the liquor, like Jaegermeister? It's not spelled the same, but yes, it's pronounced the same. Hmm. Well, I like him a little more now. <clears throat> <laughs> because his last name is the same as a liquor? Yeah, Jaeger's awesome. Um, and I mean, he seems like a nice guy, whatever, but it's like, I don't know, David was awesome. You know, it's Jaegermeister, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I call it Jaeger. All right, whatever. I know it's called Jägermeister, but like, who actually ordered all of it? Do you think it would taste taste better if it was made out of baby Jägers? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Do you know if it's really made out of elk's blood? Because that's what I heard. Out of what? Elk's blood. No, it's not. It tastes like black licorice. It's a licorice liqueur. Hmm. Well, that explains why it tastes like licorice. Anyway. <laughs> I wish you guys could see the look. It's you know what you can look in the mirror. It's the look that you've been making this entire episode. That's the look I just made. Every time that Carol's opened her mouth, it's the look you've made. Shut up. Anyway, so. <laughs> Uh huh. Um, Donna That's is working. <laughs> so much editing on this episode. There's so many lulls. I'm sorry. You're just laughing or trying to think. <laughs> I'm not trying to make work for you, love. Um, <clears throat> Donna's doing a haunted house. Yes. With who? Like Kelly's there. Kelly's is it there. the sorority or? Yes. Okay. It's the alphas. Yeah, and she mentioned like they did one last year too. Yeah, do you remember it? No, I, I believe them though. <laughs> I believe them too. I just don't know if we saw it. Maybe I think we did, but I, like the kids last year said that that the haunted house wasn't scary enough, so she wanted to make it scarier. Yeah, so she one gets and then one kid gets scared, and she's like, "Oh no, a kid got scared." <laughs> what? Yeah, she's like laughing maniacally into the speakers. Mm-hmm. And she's, they're dressed as witches, even though they're not 
being able to be seen. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Well, she's just in the spirit, whatever. But she gets the firefighter dude to hang the speakers for her. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there's no frat dudes hanging around that could have done that for you, Donna. Um, and he says that he'll be back the next day because he loves being around kids and he wants to help. And she's just like, oh, yay, now I don't need to ask you because you'll be here. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like, I just want her to get back with David. Do I don't like this. I didn't. Well, I mean, I wish they'd get back together if their relationship was good. Yeah, well, I want them together with their good relationship. I think it's shitty the way it fell apart immediately when they got back together. I agree. I want them to get back. The, the writers, like, lost their nerve or something. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But I'd like them to get back together and have sex. Yeah. I mean, they have so much good chemistry until they're supposed to, and then they don't. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, maybe this guy will be good. I don't know. I didn't like the last guy she was with either, so whatever. No. I don't like any of them. But yeah, she does scare a little boy who is afraid of the dark, and then Cliff like makes him feel better and gives him the job of like scaring people on the microphone. Mm-hmm. So then he's not scared anymore. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> it was sweet. It was sweet. It was a dumb storyline, but it was sweet. <laughs> it's all it's all there to make us like this guy more. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't really care that much. I already think there's too many people. Too many storylines. You have like seven or eight main cast members. Yeah. You can create storylines with them. You don't have to branch out to all these extra people. I mean, but they're just bringing in periphery people for them to like play with. Well, yeah, and that's okay every once in a while, but I I hate when they're like there for like ten episodes. Like the the dude with AIDS that that Kelly was playing with mm-hmm. for uh, <laughs> for like the three or four episode arc that was fine. That's a perfect example of like and a good actor too. It's a perfect example of like what you can do that's good. But when they bring somebody out and they string them along for like ten or eleven or twelve episodes, they want everyone to be Claire, and not everyone's going to be Claire. You're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna become a main cast member. <clears throat> Yeah, or like, who else became a main cast member that wasn't supposed to? I don't know. I feel like there was, but whatever. I feel like there were more. Um, so that's them, really. Well, I Ray mean, nothing... was a main cast member for oh, a while. Oh, yeah. I hate him. Yeah. Um, nothing much else happens except that somebody calls him her boyfriend, and she's like, no, we're... he's not my boyfriend, but then she gets the big old smile. And it's oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was so weird. It's the mom of the kid that they helped. Right. And it's the next day, and she's like, oh, yeah, uh, he said you and your boyfriend were so great, and, and, and she's like, oh, well, unfortunately, he's not my boyfriend. And, and the mom's like, oh, that's too bad. He just said, like, I mean, it's like... I, it's like they're, she's trying to fucking speak for the audience or something. I don't know what the fuck that was. It was weird. It was the most stilted conversation I've ever heard. I've never met someone for the first time and not met the guy we're talking about and been like, oh, it's too bad that dude's not your boy. Why don't you fuck that guy? Like, right. what the, <laughs> It was so weird. She's like, he sounds like a great guy. So, I mean, I guess, you know, whatever, Donna's going to, you know, go after him. So Yeah, good for her. We'll see what happens with Cliff Yeager. Son of Chuck Yeager. Um, at this after dark party, um, Brandon and that anchor lady both show up singly. 
It's a costume party, but also not a costume party. It's a costume party. But some people aren't dressed in costumes. Most people are. It's a black and white party. You're supposed to dress, you're supposed to be in black and white. Okay. I've heard of black and white parties, but I wasn't aware they were costume parties. Now I'm really confused. So uh, there, I think they're supposed to be both, I guess. He was just as dressed as Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, his costume was good. Claire, I don't know what Claire was supposed to be. Uh-huh. A short-haired blonde woman. I guess you're right. Maybe some of them weren't in costume. Like Donna is just wearing like a sparkly dress. Who knows? <clears throat> anyway, so she, she, I guess she kind of looked a little like, like Betty Grable maybe or Mae West or some somebody like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. They looked old fashioned. But anyway, so yeah, he's there dressed as Charlie Chaplin. And the anchor lady walks in and sees him, and she's just like, oh, hey, want to hang out? And he's like, why didn't you just come with me then? I don't want pity. Ugh, so stupid. So they dance. Which, like, what happened to I don't dance? Why uh, did they change that? Like, that was a, a character staple. Mm-hmm. And so was, like, him not drinking, and now he's both drinking and dancing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Jehovah's the, the Witnesses da- are going to kick him out. The dad from Footloose would be so disappointed. <laughs> right. And then he takes her back to her dorm. Yeah. And she's like, oh, do you want to come in? Do you want to come inside me? And I mean, she, come in. She doesn't even give him a chance to answer. And she's like, never mind. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, you know, I didn't say no. She's like, but you didn't say yes. And shuts the door. Like, what a freak. Yeah. And then she opens the door. She's like, can we start over? Right. And he's like, okay. And, and she's like, do you want to come in? He's like, no, I don't. But I want a goodnight kiss. But she looked so stricken when he said no. Yeah. Like, something's wrong with this girl. She has some major self-esteem issues. She's got some psychological problems. But he kissed her, and then she's all happy. So, whatever. Yeah, this will be something. I guess. I don't like it. It's too similar to, to Keats, honestly. Yep. They should branch out. Like, let him meet somebody not at the school paper and or news station. Next episode, she's going to be talking about how her sister was killed. (laughs) And then in a couple more episodes, she'll be in the pile. Exactly. Because that's what happens. Some of them make it longer than others, but they all end up in the desert. That's right. So, then we have Steve. Oh, yeah. Steve and Claire. This is annoying. I hate that they broke up. So. I, I I'm starting to not like Claire at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't it really, like her either. Really makes no. me mad. But like I did, I like her. liked her a yeah. lot before, exactly. and now now I'm starting not to like her at all. Yeah, they fucked it up. They messed up her character. So she's bringing somebody to the after dark party, Dick. and she's trying to rub it in his face. Richard something, Richard Hawkins or something like that. And the funniest, funniest part is they're, they're going, they're in the hallway or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I can't go to after dark. And he's like, why, why would you want to break up with me? Just cause I kissed somebody else. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you're an asshole. I thought you'd love this. Cause you know, you, you, you've got a wandering eye. So you're free now. Fuck any stupid bitch you want. And he's like. No, I want you, Claire. Come on. Go to the After Dark with me. And she's like, I'm going, but I'm going to go with uh, with him. I've got a date with, with Richard. And he's like, oh, no, not Richard Dawkins. I hate that. Richard Hawkins or Richard <laughs> Lawkins. Right. I hate that guy. And she's like, he's, she goes, she's such a dork. And she's like, 
well, maybe I'm in a dork phase right now. And then she says the funniest line in the episode, I like dick. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. And then she goes, and then she goes, and don't, I'm not going to rub your face in, it, in dick, as, as, <laughs> presumably. So this is getting kinky. Um, <laughs> but no, she calls him dick, which is funny to me. Yeah, I don't like it. I like dick. <laughs> so she ends up going with to the after dark with him. And, and Steve says, well, I need somebody. Yeah, Steve's like, I can't go by myself if she's bringing a date. And so Nat, of all people, suggests an escort service. Yeah, and he at first he tries to find the big-breasted woman that uh, kissed him. <laughs> but they're apparently in Chicago at some kind of trade show. I, I, what kind of trade show? Who knows? What trade do they do? They just want him to proceed with the storyline as they want. So, yeah, Nat suggests an escort service. And he's like, I told you, I don't I don't want to have sex with a hooker again. I mean, for the first time. <laughs> and and then, he's like, no, it's not like that. Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, they're professionals, like real professionals. <laughs> it's a legitimate escort service for businessmen. Right. Women that are accomplished, that can speak different languages, that know the conversion of yen. <laughs> I don't know why that's impressive or needed at a party if this is what rich people do and talk about then i never want to be at one of their parties right but yeah so he look my date can sink a 40 foot putt (laughs) oh you're getting that promotion dirks right i don't know i feel like it might even be that stuffy who the fuck knows but steve goes to the escort service they've got a binder full of women which seems i don't know that rubs me wrong i don't like any of this yeah and he, they're like, just pick a number and let us know which one. So he says, oh, 167, nice. And that's supposed to be Hedda, like some German lady. Yeah. And then he, he wanted to get some Hedda. He drops the binder and picks up and like, oh, 176. Yeah, he, he drops the binder, which apparently scrambles the numbers in his brain. Apparently. I don't know why dropping the binder <clears throat> mattered at all. But he was like, yeah, I'll take 176. So, so we know it's not going to be her, right? But we don't know who it's going to be. Honestly, I said it should have <clears> been a guy. Yeah, that would have been funnier, especially with his record of having you know yeah. guys oh, yeah. uh, coming on wait, him. Wait, what? Having guys coming on oh, okay. to him? Wait, what kind what of meant. what kind of fan fiction have you written <laughs> where there's guys coming on uh, Steve? Oh God, come on! Coming on, sorry, coming on to Steve. <laughs> oh my goodness, um. No, so who shows up, though, is not a man. No. But... Just an, another beautiful woman. Yeah, an Asian lady wearing a kimono right. who can translate Japanese and thinks that that's what he needs. Right. It's really strange. Yes. Especially because she's like, oh, I just got the kimono and, you know, I was hoping to wear it to the party or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that's who a black shows and white, up? It's a black and white kimono, but... Yeah, but, like, it's just, it's a weird outfit choice. I agree. It's very informal. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he said it was a costume party and she was like, oh, I'll dress like like an Asian stereotype. I guess. But he opens the door, he's like, you're the wrong girl. Right. And um, I didn't order no Jap. He's like, I'm going to call the company and, and, you know, get this straightened out. And she's like, oh, they closed at seven. Right. And then she's like, you want to go to the party anyway? They're not open at the time that the service is actually taking place. Sorry. That sounds stupid. (laughs) 
Um, the way she asked him, it almost sounded like she's asking him on a date instead of like right. asking, can I still be your escort and get paid? Because right. I feel like that's what happened. Yeah, I agree. But she's like, can we still go to the party? Because I'm going to be sad if I don't get to go to the party. Like, no, you're going to be sad if you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But they do go. And she takes off her kimono. And she's in a skimpy black dress. And she takes her hair down. And she's suddenly beautiful. Well, I mean, she was beautiful before, too. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, it's supposed to be the, oh, yeah, this is what I wanted. Yeah, and then they dance. And then, you know. Claire sees them, and he's happy about that. She's all jealous and everything. Do you think she was jealous? She looked jealous. She looked really jealous. (laughs) Well, and then this woman decides that she's going to go tell Claire, like, how much Steve, like, misses her and what a good guy he is. What made her think any of that was any of her business? Don't know. It was the most ridiculous, unbelievable part of the whole episode. Because no professional escort would do something that stupid. Exactly. And then she lets it slip that she's a professional getting paid. And so then Claire's like, oh, really? And then she like... Oh, you're a whore then, I guess. Let me look down on you. I mean, well, she didn't use the whore word. No, but I mean, she's... That's essentially what she was saying. Yeah. She was incredibly rude to her. Well, yeah. Because she thinks that, you know, she's a prostitute who's about to sleep with her ex-boyfriend. That's justifiable, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. And then she's, like, very rude to Steve. She just, she comes off as a very stuck-up bitch. I think you're right, though. I think she's she is jealous. I think that's what's fueling her bad behavior. Mm-hmm. But then the next day, she shows up at Steve's house to apologize for her behavior and yep. suggests that they have an open relationship. That's what she says, yeah. She's like, it's the best of both worlds for you because we can date, but you're free to date. We're both free to date other people. He's like, I'm not sharing you with some loser like Dick. Right. So she's like, whatever, you're so immature. No, because he asks her, and I feel like, I. it seems like she thought he was making a joke. I think he was being serious when he's like, well, what would it be like? Would we all go out together? Would we like, get you separate nights? Or I think he was truly asking for clarification as to what she was proposing, which I feel like was necessary. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he said no, but then he was like, well, give me information. And then she was like, you're just so stupid and walks away. Yeah. Because she's a bitch. Yeah. What do you think she really wanted? I mean, I don't think she really wants an open relationship either. I don't know. I think she's hurt and she thinks that Steve wants to be with other women. So instead of like getting hurt, she wants him to be able to explore that, I think. Hmm. I guess. I don't know. I don't know exactly where they're going with this. Or if she wants to explore things with the prince, maybe he's back. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Behind so. Behind the scenes, we haven't seen him. Maybe. I don't know. But I don't like it. Maybe she wants some double dick action. Steve and Dick. Oh, jeez. Steve's a dick, too. In a different way. The fuck? What he is? He's not a good it's guy. your favorite word tonight. What? Dick. Dick, dick, dick. Okay. He is a dick sometimes, yes. But not not most of the time. Not anymore. Okay. Valerie. Main storyline here. Valerie. Valerie calls up the guy. What the fuck is his name? Kyle. Justin. Her baby daddy. Tommy. (laughs) Yeah, he's not really, though. And she says, you know, I... 
I have a I have a doctor's appointment. Do I'm, you want to go? I'm five weeks pregnant, probably. Mm-hmm. And he says he doesn't want to go. Right. But she like convinces him to meet her there or whatever. I didn't really understand this because she's sitting in the waiting room. Yes. These ladies are talking about wanting the test to turn pink because that blue. means they're pre- or blue. Blue? Yeah. Okay. She's like, the woman says, man, we've been trying so hard. I'll tell you, if this last uh, pregnancy test didn't turn blue, I was going to die at blue. But, I, you know, I've, I, uh, I don't know if that will work or not or whatever. And Valerie's like, well, I've heard that it would work. <laughs> and then she just gets up and walks out. Yeah, and they're like, oh, do you want to go uh, before us or whatever? And she's like, no, I don't even have an appointment. Yeah. She leaves. And she goes out there and meets him in the parking lot. Like, okay, if he agreed to go, then why would he just take her word for, like, she was in there and she's walking out at the appointment time? He's very trusting. Or did he not agree to go and then she was just hoping he'd show up? Like, I don't don't understand any of it. (laughs) I don't either because we don't get very much clarification on it. But he's like, well, what would they say? And she's like, what do you think? I'm still pregnant. Five weeks along. Yeah, so then he's like, you can't have this baby, Valerie. It'll ruin everything. Yeah. So, you know, he's basically saying, like, you're going to ruin my marriage, my life, if you have this baby. That's right. And she's like, I want to have my baby. Whatever. She said it just like that, too. <laughs> and... and a dingo came along. <laughs> a dingo ate my baby. Um. Oh, no. Oh, no. It derailed my thoughts. Oh, no. (laughs) She says, I want to have the baby. But then I'm trying to think, like, the next time they're together, she, like, makes lunch for him or something. So here's the thing. She says in this conversation that they're having outside, she's like, I've thought about it. And she's like, I love you. He's like, I love you, too. Bullshit. And exactly. And she's like, I want to have your baby. I I love you. I want to have your baby. And he's like, no, you can't. It's no, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be so hard and everything. And then, um, then he sees her at the apartment that he's leased for her, mm-hmm. and she's made lunch, but he's late. And he's like, oh, I can't stay, and I'm not hungry. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I'm sorry, I should have told you, but, um, you know, I don't. And she's like, oh, I know where you have to be. And he's like, look, you need to get an abortion. And she's like, yeah, well. It's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know. Uh, I'll write you a check. $10,000 should cover it. And then you can, uh, with the rest, you can have a nice vacation, forget about it, you know, and everything. And she's like, oh, it's going to cost you a lot more than $10,000. She's like, I know how much you're worth. He's like, what? She's like, I want $100,000. That's insane. That is insane money. And if he's worth enough money somehow... I mean, how much money was fucking Jim worth? Who knows? Jim was Jim was higher up in the company than this douche. Yeah. I mean, they're probably both millionaires. But anyway, so uh, she, he, if you were worth enough money and you had an affair <laughs> and you wanted to hide it from your wife, a hundred thousand wouldn't be, would be, it wouldn't be too much, I don't think. I think it's too much to ask. I do. I think that she's a greedy, greedy person. Well, I, I, yeah, I think she's a greedy person. I'm saying, though, if he's worth, like, if he's worth, like, $20 million or something like that. Yeah, I guess. It just depends. But he tries to write her the check for 10000 and she's like, 
why don't you see if you can buy your wife off with $10,000? Because yeah. I'm not going to be bought with that. And she throws lunch away and leaves. Yeah. So. Well, he leaves. Well, actually, the camera just fades to black. Well, and, and when she asks for the 100000 he threatens her and says, you know, all that good stuff that's been happening at your club, it can stop. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she's like, just be there tonight with your business partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he doesn't show He's up. He's not there. She tries to call him on his cellular telephone. And it's been disconnected. She's like, I want you to cut into the line. Yeah. The lady's like, yeah, I can't do that. It's disconnected. She's like, send me to the new number. And she's like, no, it does not work like that. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, she decides to go a little uh, fatal attraction right now, though. Because what she does is she leaves her fucking after dark at her club party. Yeah. Drives to his house, which why she knows where he lives. That's stupid of him. Right. Absolutely. And hands his wife a bag with diapers and says that he asked her to drop them off for him. And then she just gets in her car smiling and leaves. And the wife's like, what? What is this? And she, she like shouts, why is this woman bringing you diapers in the middle of the night? <laughs> Which, like, I don't, I mean, it's just so immature, and yeah. I, I I think she should have just said, hey, your husband and I had an affair, and I'm pregnant. But she doesn't, she doesn't want the secret to come out. It's a threat. I guess. I mean, what else is she supposed to think? And it works. It works. I don't 100%. think that's very realistic, though, like, that he's like, oh, it took me two hours to convince her that nothing was going on. How did you convince her of that? Right. Like, what is your explanation? All you could have said is, it's a joke or a prank or something like that. It's an inside joke. It's a prank because of this or this. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, I guess that's what happened, but it just seemed like, mm, I, I, this lady's stupid if she doesn't know something's going on. Because she's seen them together in public. She's seen her looking at him and stuff and just the way she is. I don't know. I would get the indefinite impression they were doing stuff. Yeah, for sure. But he shows up. He's actually at the apartment waiting for her. And she's like, oh, this is a change. Right. And he gives her the check for $100,000. And said, and she's like, what is this by? And he says, you have an abortion and you sign a like confidentiality agreement. Right, right, right. That, that uh, indemnifies him from any other payments or anything else. How is this shit legal? Like, I mean, a confidentiality agreement, like, is this something that could be held up in court? Like, I had an affair, and I paid you off to not talk about it, and if you talk about it, then what? Like, I I don't don't get it. I don't don't know, but it it sounds very much like a rich person thing. Something that rich people are able to do. I guess. It's stupid. Yeah, agreed. But she's just all happy as hell now. I I mean, I, I... I'm surprised he didn't ask for proof that she had an abortion. He should have. Because what if she was really pregnant, too? Like, she's not. So if he asked for proof of an abortion, that would be very hard for her to come up with. Right. But, like, if she was really pregnant, she could just still have the baby and just not tell him. Yep. So, yeah, he's stupid. But uh, hopefully that's the end of his storyline, and I guess she's got the money she needs. Yeah. So she'll be able to do what she wants with her club now. Yep. He won't be able to undo it. Good for her. 
Whatever, I guess. I'm I'm sick of her. He's a he's a slime ball too, so it's like I can't really feel sorry for him. Oh, I don't feel sorry for him at all, but I I also don't really feel sorry for her because she really didn't handle the situation well. Yeah, I know. I can't believe Jim Walsh stuck up for this guy too. Well, I'm sure he doesn't know him on that kind of level. Apparently not. He just knows he's good at his job, which he must be because he has a hundred thousand dollars laying around. Right. That he can that he can give to her and and not his wife won't find out about it. Right. How much money would you need to have for a hundred thousand dollars to go like to go someplace and you don't even notice it? That's insane. Yeah. Exactly. I want that kind of money. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that uh, that is the episode. All right. So you can write us at leafy1994awl.com. Yep. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com mm-hmm. and share the tapes with your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.